Hey! Welcome to the patch. First order of business. Get that get that hourglass going. The only thing on the desk not spilled coffee on. Yeah. Right before we went live, <laughs> Ashley spilled coffee everywhere, so now I've got a roll of paper towels next to me just in case. And the I'm aroma that. of caffeine. You, you spilled it everywhere. And I, I will admit, you even put it over your phone, so I can't get too mad at you because your phone's probably worth <laughs> my, way more than this my, desktop. My phone was the, the first casualty, but everything it's still on. No, we're yeah, you we're look all good. safe. We're you, safe for now. And we fine. also smell very energetic. It smells like coffee. Is, it, is, it, is the smell of coffee that bad? Uh, I love the smell of coffee. It's not bad at first, but that smells kind of like stale coffee. Did you just make that? I just made this. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I will say, though, that I actually prefer lukewarm coffee. You know why? You more drinkability? No, or? Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. I can be like, oh, this coffee, this entire mug of coffee, it's kind of lukewarm. Now you can slam and it. And it's going to be gone in three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, <gasps> Well, that's why I like hot coffee, because it like meters my intake, and I can slowly get the caffeine over a period of time. Tell us more about your affection for hot coffee, Gus. Well, you see, I don't know. I don't know where you to go with that. Yeah. Right. I, I, I know what you're alluding to, but <laughs> well, at least you want to come back to my place for some hot coffee? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Patch, here to talk about video games. Well, we are, yes. I feel like... Hey, we got At hot some coffee point, in there. We do. We should talk about our candidates for Game of the Year. Yeah. And okay. downloadable you Game of the Year. start with that? Okay. I feel like we should start with it just because... On the podcast on Monday, I thought, oh, we'll talk about other stuff, and then we'll get to the awards at the end. And we just went way over time. Mm-hmm. There's no official time for the podcast on Monday. But I was like, oh, man, we're going really long. <laughs> now, are we awarding stuff no. this week? Or is this like no. this like where we like nominate stuff and debate stuff, and then we have to play it right. to and make then, sure we're all on the same page? And then- yeah, and then we open it up to the community, let people mm-hmm. suggest stuff that we may have missed, and then we'll come back and talk about it again next week. Professionals. Yeah. Well, we want to make the the process open and transparent, and then throw everyone else's opinion away. Right. Well, of course. I mean, you pretend to value them, and then you don't justify well, that. Well, you listen to them. Yes, but then yes. you just disregard in one ear, out the other. Yeah. Well, and you know, sometimes you're like, "Oh, I forgot that one," but now I can't say it because my pride is too strong. Well, sometimes that happens. <laughs> I feel like um, we were we were going through the you know I, we I sent an email to everyone here mm-hmm. talking about potential candidates for game of the year. And one of the games I left off that Ashley corrected me on was Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. You're welcome. I couldn't believe you left that one off. Not even on the list. Wasn't going to say anything. Best ambulatory fungal simulator of the year. <laughs> hey, there you, you go. You know what, though? It's one of those things where I always have a hard time remembering what came out early this year. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, oh, my God. I'll be like, was Bioshock Infinite this March? Or was that, like, last yeah. March? Because, mm-hmm. like, after a couple of months, it's like that period of time just sort of dilates. Mm-hmm. And everything from about... May back like five years seems like it all came out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, speaking of which, that reminds me. So, Burial at Sea Part Two came out in 2014, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't even think about that for yeah. uh, for DLC content. Well, how does that count though? That's uh, we so, we got to lay some ground rules. Like, yeah, it's, so what in the past? What we did okay. last year, per, per your suggestion, I believe, right. is we said we would wait until the last piece of an episodic piece of content came out. So, for example, with The Walking Dead, is what it came up with. We had to wait till after. Uh, chapter five came out. Gotcha. Were, and it that was makes done, a lot of That sense. we were able to, to evaluate is, it. So the Wolf Among Us would be available. The Wolf Among Us year. and Walking Dead season two would both be on okay. that list. Okay. Now, but uh, Burial at Sea, while a standalone, was DLC for another game that came out last year. So where does that fall into? That things? would fall into this year, just like Warlords of Draenor came out for World of Warcraft. Which I is wondered an old about game. that. I saw that on your list. But is Warlords of Draenor the final DLC, or do we have to wait until the final? It's its DLC own for- standalone. There's okay. no parts to Warlords of Draenor. This it's, it's is not so complicated. Content. Yes, that's why we're talking about it. That's Fair. why we're explaining the Good thought process rules. behind everything. We have to everything. make sure we're honorable in our dissemination of this award. It, pe- people's jobs are at stake, Ryan. It's true. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> 
exaggerate what's here. The, what's the prize for this? Do we give him a golden gus? Hmm. I shaved my mustache. Maybe we can give him the golden stash. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you save it? Is it in a drawer somewhere? I can dig it like, drain. Like, All right. like people will like gold baby shoes or bronze them. <laughs> Just like have to like bronze the the stash. Get, get like a little broom. I miss the gus stash. Oh, uh, it's a. Uh, it's kind of there still. I do you like that you're, tell, but, I like that yeah. you're taking baby steps. I didn't want to shave it all the way off, so mm-hmm. I just used the trimmer. I was like, I got it as close as I could. I was like, man, the rest of it will grow in, and it'll match eventually. Okay. Nice. The epitome, epitome of style. That's why we're not on a style podcast. The root of the stash was saved. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I don't know how to approach this, so I'm just going to start mm-hmm. listing games. Right, we'll start with and Game then, of the Year. And then yeah. Ryan will tell you why he hates them all. Sure. And, and but, of course, play, but plays them anyway. It's a good system. If I forget don't, any, don't break it. please a- feel free to add. I, I don't have yours in front of me. I'll pull them up after okay. I go through my list. Um, so I only had a couple little additions. Yeah, uh, important one though. Um, Titanfall. So I, so I tried to go back and think about early in the year. Mm-hmm. Titanfall, good game. Maybe hurt by the fact it really didn't have a uh, single player campaign. Do we dock games that had technical issues when they launched? Uh, I think so. I think you okay. have to. Uh, and how they dealt with those technical issues, I think, should weigh in that as Believe well. Believe me, as the year gets on and <laughs> yeah. I get further in my list, we will encounter these situations. <laughs> that's, that's why I thought I'd sort of head that one off uh-huh. early to see what we're doing. Um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I don't necessarily think it's No, I mean, a it's a triple-A title for this year. Right, yeah. huge, big seller. It'd be awkward did, if it wasn't on the did list. did make a lot of changes to the Call of Duty formula. Mm-hmm. It did. Uh, and, of course, we can strike any of these off the list Most if Most of them will change less sales. Less, oh, that's, wow. Look, let's be honest. That's not a notable change that's for true. that it's series anymore. It's, it's like, yes, it's just, it's straight in there. It's following mm-hmm. on the uh, the new tradition of it the is. series. But it also had Kevin Spacey. It, it did. did. And it was not a bad entry in the, the franchise. But let's get through the list and okay. then we'll talk about them. Um, the Evil Within, mm-hmm. just because I like a good horror game. Uh, you and your horrors. Yeah, love, love horror. Um, <laughs> Mario Kart 8. I like it. South Park, The Stick of Truth. Okay. Far Cry 4, uh-huh. Super Smash Brothers, Wii U, uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Alien Isolation, Dragon Age Inquisition, Destiny, gotta have it on there, yep. we'll talk about that. Uh, the, so here's, an, here, here's another interesting one. All right. I put the GTA 5 re-release on this list. You also put Last of Us Remastered on this Last list. Last of Us Remastered is also on this list. I'm, and I'm, Master Chief Collection. I mean, if we're going to weigh in, like, we can, we'll wait till the end of the list and then weigh in on okay. that one. Uh, what was that? GTA Five Master Chief Collection. Totally, we get to technical issues. Yeah. Um, Sunset Overdrive. Is Assassin's Creed Unity on there? I didn't even put Unity on here. Technical <laughs> issues. Yeah. Uh, still, to be argue, to be fair, we're still waiting on a fully functional version of that game. In my opinion, it's, it's pretty well it's fixed at this still point. Laggy. It's look, it's still got you know some issues, but it is a functional game at this point. The the combat is better, but it's still choppy. Hold on, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we done. keep doing that. Sunset Overdrive, Last of Us Remastered, and Infamous Second Son. I mean, looking at this list, I almost feel like we need a category specifically for the remasters. I mean, I'm sure there's like three or four Nintendo games that could go in that category. I'm sure there's a uh, what's the what's the one they're always remaking? The, the zombie shooter, Resident Evil. Oh, Resident there Evil. Was, I bet there yep. was one this year, right? No, there's, there's one, one coming, coming out, out this month. I think. Okay, there you go. Uh, uh, remastering is now its own category almost. Yeah. It is, and I, you know, and I don't mind it, but I do think it should go in its own category. I wouldn't do The Last of Us Remastered or GTA. They did add new mechanics, but essentially, it's the, the same, same games game. that would have been considered last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's, when you when you start including those, you're 
the games that get remastered are games that are already really strong, really good titles of their year. And so. we're contenders. Wasn't The Last of Us the winner last year? I think year? it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it seems like it seems weird to to be able to mm-hmm. consider a, a, a rehash. And I, I forgot to add your games. You, uh, you, yes. you chipped in with Civilization Beyond Earth and Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. And mm-hmm. I want to put uh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter on there as well. Oh, good. I'm and glad you put that on there. I didn't play it, so mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't add it on there. And uh, Bernie's not on, but he also wanted to put forward one more line. Uh, one more line. Okay, it's a mobile game. Uh, because, well, because well, Threes yeah. is on there as mm-hmm. well. And I know yep. the Threes is now on Xbox. The, we haven't gotten to the downloadable yeah, games, mind. which okay. we'll, we'll do right now. And then we'll go back and Sorry. argue about everything. Okay. Uh, so for best downloadable game, you said uh, one more line. Uh, threes. Uh, I put PT, Hearthstone, The Wolf Among Us, Transistor, uh, Warlords of Draenor, and again, another re-release, question mark, mm-hmm. Minecraft. Minecraft. Uh, Xbox One and PS4, and uh, Walking Dead Season 2. I guess another couple big ones this year were uh, Geometry Wars mm. and uh, Trials Fusion came out this year as Was well. that this year? That uh, was this year. Yeah. And, Jesus. Then, and then if we're going to nominate um, standalone DLCs, I would nominate, um, you know, Barely at sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to add that one on here. There's DLC also, in that category. Okay. I feel like I should also add, um, uh, I forgot to write it down. I'm right here mm-hmm. talking about it. I, I forgot. Uh, infamous First Light. Infamous Second Son, First Light. Yeah, again, uh-huh. it's one of those things where like the, the time gets away. <laughs> I, like, I feel old. Like, yeah. like, either like my either my memory's going or there's way too many games these days because I can't keep straight what came out this year. What's the first game that came out in 2014? The like the first, first big, big game. The one I was looking forward to I think was Titanfall. I think okay. so, yeah. And that was... March. March? Yeah. It was that March or was that February? It, it was like February. Back to back with something else too, didn't it? Um, well, there was Titanfall and then the Xbox 360 version of Titanfall was like a month after and Delayed. I think that one was April. Okay. So I think it was March, March and April. April. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were so many launch wind like launch titles for the new consoles that ended up slipping, mm-hmm. and some of them slipped to like February, March. Yeah, even Infamous Second Son I, uh, slipped in. I want to say that one came out in April. I think so. That sounds about right. Which is a great game. Like I know at this point. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, like, what was the weather like? Um, so I'll just go back down. We'll we'll argue about some of these. Yeah. Timefall. I thought it was a great game. Uh, I don't know how strong it contends up with some of these other ones uh, since there was no real. Mm-hmm. single player that being said it was still really fun to play mm-hmm. uh those multiplayer matches and i really it was a game i really really got into i thought it was great that they added the mechanics the the wall running and mm-hmm. the new ways of really traversing a lot of multiplayer maps and a new way of looking at the way of executing multiplayer but it was weakened by the lack of campaign and also it didn't seem like it stuck around that long yeah well it makes me wonder if if I, I even if i'm guilty of this if i'm guilty of liking it so much because there weren't many other options to like at the time like it was, if it came yeah. out right now with this back catalog of games I'm going through, would it be the game I'd be putting in and playing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to see what came out around the same time. There's the, there was the remake of Tomb Raider Definitive Edition that came out in January. Mm. Yeah. That, was a, that was a good game. And, that was another that. good remake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's cheating, right? I mean, it was like it's when cheating. they when Tron didn't win for best special effects because they used computer effects. It's like <laughs> you're you're taking a game that was already awesome and you just made it prettier <laughs> like you can you improved something that was already really good that shouldn't count in the same category unless you d- added something of great value that wasn't in the original release i could see that like uh, levels that were cut or new gameplay mm-hmm. mechanics or yeah something like and that. i mean and gta did gta added first person perspective mm-hmm. and heists uh, <laughs> <laughs> no they're not at that yet. but but is that enough mm. uh, is, is that enough to consider it for, as a for, new game for gta for this 5 year? no i don't think so I don't think that just adding that new perspective does 
qualified enough. It doesn't reinvent the game enough. It's still pretty much the same thing, just prettier graphics. Yeah, I would argue the same about both The Last of Us Remastered and Tomb Raider. As good as they are, and I'm glad that they did get remasters and, yeah. and got onto the new console because they're amazing. They benefit very much from it. I don't think they're significantly different games than they were. What about something like the Master Chief Collection? Technical issues aside, mm-hmm. if out of the box it had worked perfectly, you know, this is, you know, every game and every multiplayer game on one disc. I mean, the big ad there, I mean, if you're talking about original content versus new content, content is the availability of that original multiplayer from Halo 1 and Halo 2, which was pretty much already shut off. I mean, you couldn't play mm-hmm. it. There was no Windows Live or Xbox Live way to play it. Uh, this is now the only way you could really play that other than the PC versions. So it did bring those multiplayers to console, but I don't know that it's really much of a difference beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I a would, rehash of the old multiplayer. Yeah, I'd argue that it would probably need to fall into the same category as other HD remasters. Because really the the big thing with, um, with the Master Chief Collection is Halo 2 Anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. again, is an HD remaster it's you know significantly more remastered than the other ones a lot of a lot more work went into it mm-hmm. but it is a collection of existing games with the gameplay specifically intact and i think the gameplay is probably what i fall back on to considering mostly mm. as to whether it's a new game or whether it's a prettier same game okay well fair enough I, yeah. I think all that's fine and of course i think all that aside technical issues would have marred it's yeah. uh it's a uh, yeah. luster anyway probably well hey at least you get a free uh, copy of uh, ODST, odst out of it yeah, so that's exciting. With no firefight. Sometime. Yeah, they I don't right? Spring. They said spring? Spring. Okay. Yeah. Sometime soon. When- the interesting thing I thought about that was that they set a date range, I think, that went, if you played it through November to December 19th, I think it was the cutoff, which says to me that they thought that uh, as of December 19th that everything was good. Like, if you played after that, you probably were getting a fine experience. Uh, I mean, I've played a few rounds after that, and it seems to be be- definitely better. Uh, it's just weird because now I don't know how many... How the, the time it takes to get a match is because so many people have moved away from that game now and haven't come back yet. It's like they spread out. You usually get a good rush of people right when a game launches that are all playing that title. But now those people have all spread all over the world. Yeah, also, especially what? with availability of the Halo 5 beta. Uh-huh. Like yeah. people who are in that core audience who would be really playing, are playing that the beta. are playing the Halo 5 yeah. beta. You know what I kind of miss is I kind of miss um, every week Major Nelson used to post the top games on Xbox Live, like oh, which ones yeah. had the most people. And that's gone. That hmm. just, you know, that quietly went away. And I'm a little bit bummed because I always thought it was really interesting seeing what people were most active on. The way they've changed the system is it's now like, what are your friends playing? They've mm-hmm. sort of like mm-hmm. brought that from that global, here's what a lot of people pl- are playing, back into like a neighborhood perspective. Yeah, that, I, I, wonder, I wonder why they got rid of it. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that you'd always see an old game like up there for a long time. Yeah, it was always Call of Duty and Halo. And I think Gears of War was up there Gears a lot. Gears of War was up there for a long mm-hmm. time, yeah. You know, at least back when, you know, within a couple of years of it coming out. But it was always this, like the same games at the top. And then every now and again, like something crazy would sneak in. <laughs> like I, Minecraft would probably be like right up there every oh, yeah. month now. Absolutely. But then there'd be like weird spikes of some game that people played for one month. Maybe Minecraft is why it went away. They didn't used to own it. Now they do. Maybe they'll bring it back. <laughs> Minecraft may have just taken over the top of the list. And they're like, wow. <laughs> um, so then going, so just it, going down the list yeah. for further discussion. Uh, Advanced Warfare. Hey, honestly, it wasn't a bad game. It was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Would you uh, consider it one of the best games you played this year? Uh, no. But, I mean, for Call of Duties, it was a pretty good contender. I liked it better than some other Call of Duty titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it tried harder to add new stuff and to take Call of Duty to new places. Mm-hmm. And I respected a lot for that. I think they did very well trying to mix up the Call of Duty formula. But 
walking that line where if you change it up too much, the diehard fans get furious at you. And if you don't change it up enough, everyone, including the diehard fans, get Well, yeah. they're, they're in a tricky so. place since it is played so competitively and in competitive mm-hmm. circuits. So you can't deviate from the formula too much. Otherwise, you know, all well, at least with multiplayer. Right, with multiplayer, because yeah. yes. then competitive gaming just goes nuts. Yeah, but I did like the I did like the risks that they took, and I thought a lot of them paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fun game. It was an enjoyable game, but yeah, I don't think it it didn't break any molds. I mean, that's really what I'm looking for in a game of the year: something that gives me a new experience, something to get excited about. Mm-hmm. And it delivered a solid Call of Duty game, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Cool. Yeah, I did. I I, I said we kick I, it off the list. I, I will admit, I did not play it. But it's just because I'm, I feel mm-hmm. like I've got Call of Duty fatigue at this point. <laughs> it's you know I'm not gonna jump on a multi like I, I would really mm-hmm. play to try to play multiplayer, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to get destroyed am, and yelled at. I will say I am looking forward to whatever the zombies mode that is forthcoming with it yes. turns out to be. That'll be cool. Have they said anything about what the next iteration of that series is going to be in uh, Call of Duty? Is it wait? Is it Treyarch's turn? Is it Infinity Ward's turn after this? Advanced Warfare would have been Infinity War. No, yeah. that, was that was Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Right. That, was, that, that was Sledgehammer's first time making it. So now it's like... So who was before? So before that, it was Black Ops 2? Black Ops Hold 2. On. Which Twitter, is Twitter, Treyarch. Twitter, help us Because of so the zombies. Infinity Ward would be next. Okay. Yeah. okay I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the Twitters just in, just in case. Because I'm sure that you guys can help us out. Yeah, I have an annoying habit of, of multiplying things sometimes. I'm sorry. I think my grandmother called everything better with pluralities. Well, it's also I also call things an internet right now. Oh. <laughs> Get <laughs> on you, the internet. Have you been near an internet? <laughs> uh, so Evil Within that was a kind of a horror movie or horror movie horror game, right? Mm-hmm. I, have, I have not played it. What is that? I feel one? like it came. I feel like they didn't do a lot of marketing for that game leading mm-hmm. up to release. I want to say the first time I, I mean, maybe I was just out of the loop. The first time mm-hmm. I heard about the Evil Within was at PAX Prime in September. When the game and then the game came out, you know, in October. Was this the one that was letterboxed? Yes. Oh, yeah. It had, yeah. It had some technical issues, specifically in the PC port uh-huh. uh, with that a, letterboxing. A lot of games have issues, particularly in the PC port. Right. Hey, 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 Looking hey, at hey, you, hey, Ubisoft. Hey, hey. It was well, yeah. I mean, whichever one of these cameras is mine, I'll look at both of them. Well, you know, that's what happens. Just one eye to each. <laughs> now that Target build systems are no longer the PC, you know, if Target builds are on the console and then uh-huh. the PC essentially gets a port. Yeah. What do you think? So there was um, there was a stat that Ubisoft put out um, not too long ago, and this is going a little bit off topic, but I'll try and be brief about it. Um, Ubisoft said at one point that um, only like five to eight percent of people actually purchase games on PC, and it's like a ninety-three to ninety-five percent piracy rate. Which, um, you know, we were reported on it um, in context of uh, the Talos Principles uh, anti-piracy things. And a lot of people came back saying that's a totally bullshit number. But the um, Game, Game Dev Tycoon games, um, or those developers had also put out numbers, their day one numbers, saying here's how many have been purchased, here's how many people are playing it. And it was also, it was, I think it was 90, it was like 93% piracy. Yikes. And then uh, the other day, or today, I think, uh, Meg was doing a thing on um, an Android developer who basically s- mm-hmm. has said it was a 95% piracy rate. So everyone, well, all no, the developers think, are reporting kind of a similar number. I don't think that was piracy rate for the Android developer. It, it was, was they unpaid, have a free version versus version, the paid right. version. Yeah, And it was 5% of people actually paid for it, which doesn't mean that the developers got no money because then it's ad supported. Right. Okay. But um, I've seen a couple of developers sort of independently report very similar numbers. I mean, does that alone 
justify just switching your development focus from PC? Well, I don't know. I, I think actually the the mobile platform may have really hit on something here, where if you make that available in some sort of ad supported way, uh, then you still get revenue even if people don't buy your game. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad idea. Uh, it's really obnoxious if you, but I mean at the it's same like- time. As long as it's done well and it doesn't yeah. negatively affect the quality of the game. Yeah, that's I, I like that model better than like a microtransaction model because you have the option of just being a normal game purchaser, buy the game, pay full price, no yeah, ad experience. Uh, and there is a, the opportunity to make a lot of money off that. Remember uh, Dong Wen, mm-hmm. is that was the name, with uh, with Flappy, Flappy Bird? Bird? They were saying that he was earning, what, like 50000 a day just off the also, ad. We don't, we don't know that. Yeah, that no, no, it was a, it was a, it was a you know, speculated. Why isn't Flappy Bird on but, this list? Uh, that, that was, was this year, right? 2013. No, where is it? Yeah, yeah. May, t- May 2013. Okay. I, I only know because I happen to be looking it up right when you're <laughs> <laughs> 2013. Uh, yeah, but, I mean... I lost the thread of what we were talking about. Oh, I'm so gone. We, were talking, <laughs> we were talking Bad about um, Evil Within right. because we were talking about um, deprioritized yeah. PC ports and yeah. if that was a potential reason for that. But backing it up to Evil Within. So Evil Within, totally solid survival horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there have been other survival horror games that were better. It was just refreshing to see a new title. I don't think it's really a solid candidate, but it was, it was still a fun experience. Did the letterbox make it unplayable? No. No, it's okay. fine. You don't realize it after Did a while. Make it there's, too, there's too much scary stuff going on. Okay. Yeah, would you say that PT was was better? Better? Uh, it was probably scarier, Okay. if that makes sense. I think PT falls into a really interesting zone of being more like a game teaser than an actual game. Well, that's but how it, they build it. it, it, it also, right. But it was also kind of a game in itself, right? It was. I mean, it was like a micro game. It was like a mini game in many ways because it wasn't... I mean, there was an experience there, but right. It, but it was made to announce another game. Essentially, it will not even sort of. It's sort of like they have stuff at the end that looks like a trailer for another game. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not sort of. That's the announcement. It does. Yeah, I mean, it's like you had, I don't know. You it's, had to, I mean, I remember it was a thing you had to play the game to get the announcement. So it yeah. it was made sort of with that promotional purpose in mind. But it is also kind of standalone. So yeah. I yeah. think I, it's, it's gray areas. It seems like it was a, it was a huge phenomenon. People really latched onto it, and I think it, cla- it qualifies enough as its own downloadable mm-hmm. game, which is why I put it on that list. But let's let's get to the rest yeah. of this. Okay. Uh, Mario, Mario Kart, Mario <laughs> Kart Eight. Um, you know, as I've said before on the patch, I'm not a big Wii U fan, um, and I, I but I am a big Mario Kart fan. However, I like older Mario Kart games. I really haven't been a fan since. <laughs> I really, really was not a fan of Double Dash, which see, uh, I, Double Dash is my favorite, right? Which is very polarizing, and I realized that some polarizing. people right. throw my throw my opinion away once I say that. I did like Mario Kart Seven a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but Eight just felt like I don't know, like a rehash. I really, really, it really didn't grab me like other titles uh, in the series did. Which is weird because I actually skipped Seven mostly because of the like the the DS platform thinking I'd rather play Mario Kart on the big screen mm-hmm. with a lot of people. I have a lot of fond memories playing the 64 version with cousins mm-hmm. and, you know, and the, the havoc that would cause because you could cheat in real life and, like, mm-hmm. you know, push people. You could, <laughs> and you could also jump the walls on certain levels. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so, I you know, I have a lot of fond memories of Double Dash in particular, though, because I loved the co-op in that. Um, and I thought that 8 did a good job of adding in new mechanics like i liked the the different vehicles and the like playing with gravity i thought was great Mm -hmm. but was it really revolutionary 
probably not. It was a great update to the Mario Kart experience in much the same way that um, that Call of Duty adds a couple new features for like each iteration. Exosuit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, keeps to a very core formula. So was it revolutionary? I wouldn't say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was great. You know, when it I was, was a in, lot of fun. When I was in college, I got a part-time job with the school's uh, AV department, specifically so that I could check out projectors on the weekend so that we could hook up our <laughs> Nintendo 64 to it and just, like, project it on the side of our dorm, like the giant wall, and I'll play uh, Mario Kart 64. Yes! Nice. Uh, it was good times. Uh, remember, was it... Was it uh, Double Dash, where you could theoretically hook a whole bunch of GameCubes together and get 16-player Mario Kart I don't going? remember. I think it Double was. Dash. I think you could hook four GameCubes together or network them or something and get four people on each one and get 16 players in a race. GameCube did have a broadband maybe, maybe adapter. Maybe I'm remembering that optional. a little bit incorrectly, but I remember you, you could get more people and it was great. Yeah, they had an optional broadband, and I think they even had an optional 56K attachment. I want to say. I think, it was, I think it worked like the Dreamcast where you could just attach it on the bottom. Oh, it was a handle, <laughs> and that was awesome. Um, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Uh, came out earlier this year. It was fun. It, it, totally it was fun. like It was a great episode of South Park. Right, like being in yeah. an episode of South Park. I mean, that's it was an f- enjoyable experience. Uh, I will say this about it. It has like almost zero replayability. Like mm. I have no desire to go back and play it again. I enjoyed it the time I played it, but it's... Uh, it's very RPG in the sense that it can take a lot of time to get through the whole game. And my memory of it was I enjoyed it, but I remember it well enough that uh, it's going to be years before I want to mm-hmm. go do it again. Yeah, well, and the RPG mechanics were a little bit simplified, right? So it's very kind of RPG light in the mm-hmm. way that um, people are going to get mad at me, but I kind of think of Pokemon a lot of times in that it's like a, you know, like with Pokemon, you're like, I've got these, you know, three mm-hmm. options and you can evolve and there's a little bit of, of layers there, but what it really comes down to is like very straightforward mechanics. Yeah, absolutely. And solid game. I don't think it's really one of the top tier contenders for game of the year, mm-hmm. but I'm really, I think it's I'm really sorry. worth mentioning. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, next up, Far Cry 4. I was a huge fan of Far Cry 3. Loved it to death. I think I tried, I rallied hard for it to get game of the year the year it came out. I think so, yeah. Uh, but Far Cry 4 just didn't have the same hook for me. It's really? got a hook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't grab me the same way uh, as Far Cry 3 did. Every time... I put Far Cry 4 in, I'll play for about 15 minutes and be like, I'm going to play something else. Like, I don't know. It just mm-hmm. hasn't grabbed me. I've, I've played, I think, for about four hours so far. And I, f- uh, I just can't get started. I feel like you get a lot less interaction with the other characters in 4. Like, I felt, I don't know why, because I know it's not significantly more, but there's, I felt like you had more screen time with Voss, Vass, Voss, 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 Voss. Because he showed up at least two or three times, whereas your main nemesis in this one is there at the beginning and he's there at the end, and he's occasionally a voice in the middle. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that, and it's the in the way Far Cry Four was sold really was focusing on the villain of Pagan Min, right? And so not not having him around mm-hmm. like as your foil for a lot of the game, a little disappointing. I mean, I, I liked it was a really interesting thing they did where where you start the game and where you end the game. I, I don't want to spoil it, mm-hmm. but like. The, the context of how that whole thing happens is really interesting. Uh, this game definitely focuses much more on the mechanic of the two rebel leaders and you're choosing which direction right. to go. Uh, that's really the focus of your interaction. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's solid. If you liked Far Cry 3, you will like Far Cry 4. I don't know that I, it's also, revolutionary. Uh, elephants. And they're relevance. They added I, I hated elephants. the new hunter enemy type. Really? Why? 
I those were kind of cool. It was so like I would get so annoyed if you'd see a couple of them because mm-hmm. you can't keep them marked. The way I play, yeah. it's like I just scout everything out. I'm gonna mark everything, know everything is on a, on one of those hunters. You mark them, yeah. It stays for a little while, then it's gone. Yeah. So don't you just mark them, kill them then, and no, I want to mark everything. Guess what's to map out everything <laughs> like before it goes in. Style. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Door and shoot everyone right, very now precisely. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> So uh, it's just, and, and it's not a knock to the game. It's yeah. just like as a as someone who's playing, it's like it's it's good because yeah. it's like that frustrating new enemy type that that you you, you have to really adjust yeah. the way you play the game to deal with. I mean, again, we're talking about a list of the, the best of 2014. So when we're going over these, they're all great games, mm-hmm. uh, at least the ones I played. Um, so any negative that we're saying is is at this point, it sounds like our main really. our main nit- nitpick is that it just doesn't add anything that we haven't seen before. Right. And we're being very picky. Yeah. I'll admit, I mean, all these games are games we liked. You yeah. Know, we're not talking bad about yeah, we, them. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have nominated them if they weren't right. already great games. It comes to a point, though, where you have to find something to knock them down for. Otherwise, they all win, and we don't have it. We don't have enough mustaches to go around. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's correct. The mustaches in limited quantity. Um, <laughs> next up on the list is actually a game I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of this series, uh, Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U. I've, Smash has never grabbed me. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just, I know it's huge. I had to put it on the list because I know people would be fucking angry as hell <laughs> if we didn't mention it. Um, we've played Smash a lot at the house. Teddy, the youngest, is actually a huge Smash Brothers fan. He plays it all the time. So we've been playing it mostly with him. Mm-hmm. I'll admit this. I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, it did add a couple of really great new mechanics. I thought the map editor is amazing. It's really, really good. There was a map editor before, but they've made some huge improvements to it. You can make some really great levels now. Um, also, that you can uh, make your own fighter and mm-hmm. then you know and customize their fighting style and the way they look. And the the kids actually really like that uh, that they could create themselves as fighters and play against the, the Nintendo characters. Um, I thought all of the characters were integrated very well, including the ones that aren't you know traditional. Nintendo characters like mm-hmm. Pac-Man was really great. Mega Man, the way like they all seem like they come in and they seem like they fit together. That was really great. Lots of new great characters as well. I like the also the integration of the way that they use the amiibos and having your amiibos be able to level up. I'm going to just go ahead and say that those amiibos level up way too fast. Four <laughs> fights and uh, Teddy's Kirby, who he named uh, MLG Bloke. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're kicking. Are at, like no one could, none of us could beat an amiibo after like four, like it. That's why you like, had to quit matches those and levels up. Yeah, I was, I was like, like for like a week, starve yeah. it from uh, electricity for a while. Can we just like level it down? That would be great. <laughs> Make uh, it play other people's amiibos. Um, so I, I do agree that the amiibo integration was really fantastic. So the game did a lot of new things, and it did a lot of new things really, really great. I'm not a fighting game player for the most part, so I can't speak to the fine-tuned competitive mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that for Smash, it's fun. I wouldn't play it by myself just because it's not my kind of I've, game. I've heard, but mur- it's fun to play as a family. I've heard murmurings. Uh, I think this is one of the patch topics we didn't get around to last week. That uh, the team behind Smash Brothers says they 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 think that they're done balancing the game, which has upset some competitive players because pe- apparently the competitive circuit Diddy Kong is a little overpowered. <laughs> So they're calling for Diddy Kong buff or uh, nerfs. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't have Diddy Kong stealing the show. But I think that's cyclical. You know, that's I think that that goes with a Smash game because you know in the past Nintendo, well, in the past you really couldn't update these games when they would come out. So mm-hmm. I think that as people discovered characters that were overpowered, people would start playing other characters to counter that specifically. Right. And I think you'll just see fighting styles become cyclical where 
now there'll be the ultimate counter to Diddy Kong. Then everyone's going to develop a strategy for that. And then it's just it'll be a new player. It's, so it's, it's never ending. But why learn to do that when you can just call for the developer to fix it? That's true. Uh, well, as an aside to this, though, do you think there's kind of a cottage industry going with the manufacturers of these Amiibos just knocking a, a piece off and then oh, selling like it for $25,000? you mean like with the Jawless Diddy Kong? Yeah. Or the, I mean, there's been the Jawless Diddy Kong. There's what, a legless peach? Yep. The, the two cannon Samus. The two Samus. cannon Samus. And those are all selling for stupid amounts of money. I think if I was working in the factory, I'd just like... I'd be like, oh, yoink. push this one yeah. right here. and uh, <laughs> This <laughs> one's broken. Better put it in the box. Whoop. <laughs> You can I buy this through the company store? Yeah. You know, it's like I'll, I'll just buy this one straight off the line. Uh, don't worry yeah. about it, boss. I'll take it to the recycle bin. It does <laughs> seem like they're sort of going through like one by one having the mismanufactured. What do you call those misprints? <laughs> no, this is great. This is like, hey, I think Nintendo must be doing this. They're selling them out the back door. It's like it used to be this was just broken merchandise. Now it's a big selling ticket item. Right. Well, it was always a big selling ticket item, except you didn't have the internet to help you get them. It's true. Well, you, not, I mean, do you not, think not that existed? It used to be like backdoor. Like, would you go to a convention and be like, "Check this one out. <laughs> it's an un, uh, totally wrapped, completely boxed, no legs." Yeah, Ooh. I mean that sort of stuff was like you'd get any misprint like that as a collectible, right? To, any, anything yeah, that there's anything things. that there's not enough of. Yeah, I feel like in the past, you know, even years ago, I, I think guess. it's ridiculous. It's like as, back as wrong. Such. Back in you know, like the when the Beatles were popular in the mm-hmm. '60s, you know, they would have. There's records that people couldn't find that aren't very common. You know, like yeah. they released an album with a cover that people thought was offensive, so they put a sticker on them. And they're like, oh, well, only a hundred people got the album before they put the stickers on. Didn't Jack White do something like that, where he sewed an album into some piece of furniture in Detroit or something? I, I, it was like the only copy that existed was in some piece of furniture, and it eventually got found years later. I, Think I, I think I've heard that story. That sounds vaguely. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's an urban myth. I it seems weird to like make music and then stick it in a couch. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He's an artist, and I'm just gonna Man. get on a pass. Scarcity's weird. <laughs> <laughs> if enough Moving people right want along. something, they'll they'll pay for it. They'll well, they only want it because it, no one else has it. Right? Well, there That's the human condition. <laughs> there's also games. I think there's like a. A games that have been designed to run on a single machine, so there'll never be more than one copy of this game. That just sounds like and, a like, bad idea. That's been a thing that's been done before. As it's, it's almost like a social experiment, specifically mm-hmm. about that scarcity thing. All right, sure. I mean, it makes Ryan mad, so it's got to be. You're good, not right? making me want your thing. <laughs> Take that, internet. I don't want your thing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so belligerent about this. Hey, internet. So, he does. Yeah, he really wants your thing. So <laughs> next up is a couple of games that I think really do have solid shots at game right. of the year uh first up is middle earth shadow mordor so good which was it's a good one a great game nemesis it, system it, yeah, introduced something a lot new of things that uh, we hadn't seen before uh with the nemesis system the story was solid uh had no no qualms with it took it took a couple uh, uh liberties with the canon it did, it did. The only, my only problem with the main character in that one is he gets over the wife death thing really so quick. fast not just like wife like wife and kid wife and, child and all murdered that and then, in he's, front of- and then he's just like oh i'm not dead Better revenge. Hey, he did, check he, out he, this blonde chick. She's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she there, helped him revenge. I could get up in that. Sure. There, There is a weird thing where you have these tortured characters, and you have to walk a fine line because there's realism, mm-hmm. and then there's entertainment, and sometimes media sort of airs on the side of realism, and then it's just boring. I will say the big problem I had with The Hunger Games, the mm-hmm. final, the like the last book, was that by the end of it, Katniss is just like, she's just like a puddle, like a melted puddle <laughs> of like PTSD because all the terrible things that have happened to her. It's realistic. It's great depiction of how someone would 
re- I would actually respond to that sort of event. I just, it's just not fun to read. So mm-hmm. I will say that getting over it was probably more entertaining. Otherwise, you're going to end up with Prince of Persia, The Two Swords. Well, there's a lot where he of... suddenly starts like like listening to rock music and wearing guy liner, <laughs> and it just gets all messy. I mean, there's a lot of directions you can go though, rather than just oh no, I moved on. Yeah. Hey, baby, his wife's dead. His dick's not. Yeah, I <laughs> saved your mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I think I broke out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Other than that, it was a really. I did actually really enjoy the game. Uh, the that the whole system of the bosses and leveling up and you know moving through that is was really neat uh it's felt like a really good first draft like shadow of mordor 2 if such a thing can be made uh i think would really refine the system and come out really I, really well um i would say should we consider docking a little bit though considering how uh paired back the nemesis system was for last gen consoles no okay no, fuck mm-hmm. them. I mean, okay. we're not considering. We're not just, considering just, just PS3 and forward, Xbox like, 360 we, versions. Yeah. All right, great. I just wanted to know like what our baseline for yeah. you know consideration I mean, was there because I know that 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 one of the things that makes the game great was paired back yeah. for some of those versions. Unfortunately, so. just want to make sure that that's like we're fine with that because y'all should upgrade yeah. like this. There's some everyone, everyone's got all that, that you just can't income, overcome. Right? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, everybody can't afford I, I to buy jokes, a new console. But, no, yeah, no. But, but the game will be there waiting for them. Yes. and it's just it will still be great. Yes. You can't make. Everything that they're going to release now on, on newer consoles and on PC are not necessarily always going to be 100% backwards compatible. It's As you move forward, there'll be things that just won't translate. Yeah, maybe right. they shouldn't have even released that port. They probably, know, that crazy. would have been probably the better answer. It's just not released. They, they may have gotten to a point where they were so far along in development and they realized they couldn't do it. And like, well, shit, we've already sunk millions of dollars yeah. in trying to get this out the door. We've got to get something out. So, I don't yeah. know. Uh, you know, as much fun, uh, we made a lot of fun of Assassin's Creed for having... The two different games for the two different generations, but in the end, maybe that was the way to go. No, I'm all Unity, for that. Unity for all its bugs at least didn't hold itself back to the hardware of the the older generation of. Consoles. I guess it's worth mentioning. Rogue isn't on the list, and by all accounts, it was a, it's it was a better Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed title than Unity was, oh, which I is did, funny considering it wasn't about an assassin. But hey, <laughs> I didn't play Rogue. So I haven't played I it either. Know. Jack yeah. did, and he said it was pretty good. It's it's like um, it's very much. Black flag improved. Okay, mm. and that, you know with that's a, with, an endorsement. and with a you know believably angsty character who still <laughs> is entertaining even if the accent's a bit off. Maintains the angst, uh, doesn't lose the angst. Right. First right. time he's a, got, a new he's lady got walks by. Yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> my wife's dead. Um, <laughs> I just lost my son. You want to make a new one? Hey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I got oh. a groan from the control room. Nice. <laughs> uh, mixed up on the list, Alien Isolation. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Great game. Really loved it. I think they nailed... It's the best locker-hiding sim of the year. (laughs) They nailed that aesthetic so well. You know, sci-fi movies made in the 70s and 80s had a vision of the future... And of course, it's it doesn't come out right. So you know, look, the way even like the loading so icon, the loading icon <laughs> being like the, the tape recorder and all of that stuff, the pay phones that you use to save. Uh, I thought everything about that that game felt right. They really paid attention to detail, and it was a lot of fun. It's a it's a really great game for people that liked really liked the first Alien movie because then that aesthetic is brought forward into this game, and you can feel very immersed in that environment. Mm-hmm. I also really liked that they focused on the one enemy. This yeah. one enemy is enough to well, scare you through the entire. You say that, but there was. I well, mean, I mean, there there was, but like there was like that was like the pinnacle. There were several. Uh, if, if this was English class, we would say there was man versus man, man versus himself, and man versus nature. Nature, yeah. Space nature. Thank you, professor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved it. I thought it was a, it was a great game. I definitely take uh, that. Reserve for high marks. 
Um, and it looked great too. Yeah, it looked beautiful. great. It played it great. Good. Which, let's be honest, after the last couple of Aliens games, I'm talking about Colonial yeah. Marines. Um, it's nice to see uh, an Alien game nice that to, that really like did justice to that franchise. It's nice to see an Alien game that's not the subject of a class action lawsuit. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, they've got it working on Oculus Rift. Oh, I wouldn't want to do that. Isolation. Uh, isolation? Yeah. No. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. All right. Everybody noped <laughs> out of that real fast. Next up, Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm. I'm still not done with it. I'm still playing it. Great game. But I'm having a lot of fun. I was not a huge fan of the original Dragon Age game. In fact, I didn't like it. All right. What didn't you like about the original? Um, it's been a long time. And I've only played it once okay. when it came out, so I can't remember exactly. I remember not liking the story. Okay. I remember thinking the inventory system was too complicated. Uh, and I remember that surprises me. Tell that to Elder Scrolls. Uh, I would think that a complicated inventory system would be just what you were all about. If it's laid out well, like it can be, it can be a deep and thorough inventory system if it's easy to use. Okay, that's fair. Um, and I thought the combat mechanics were a little wonky. Okay, so Um, how does Inquisition bring all that forward? Inquisition. The, the, I feel like they, there are still some inconsistencies with the inventory management. That's the first thing I'm going to say, because this is the thing I, mm-hmm. I, I complain about all the time. We but know. With, we understand with, you, Gus. With that kind of game, though, it's a big deal, because you spend a lot of time dealing with the inventory. Right. Yeah. But I want to see, you know, there, there should be, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I want to see more drilled down options. Like, I don't know if this is an option, I just haven't found it, but... I only want to see if I'm looking at a character. I only want to see equipment that they can possibly equip. I want to be able I to hate that. right. I want it's to be able to filter. So I mean, that so I I'm can, saying I, I agree with you. I hate it when you just get flooded with all the equipment right. that you can't use or it's, filter. I only want to see things that are better stats than what I have now or equivalent stats. That way, I can make a judgment call about it. Instead, it's like, oh, did I take this helmet off of someone else, or is this a new thing I just picked up? You know, it's it's there's some tedium there. Anytime I get new equipment, like. Fuck, I'm going to be staring at the menu for five minutes. I don't know what's what. So, I mean, there, there's still some trouble there. Um, I think I'm still playing through it. The story seems okay so far. You know, not phenomenal, but... Not blowing you away, but yeah. it's a definite improvement. Yeah. yeah, it definitely makes me think that I need to go back and play the other games because the world is very complex. There's mm-hmm. a lot of world building that's gone into it. Um, and it it does its best to explain, but also doesn't overly hold your hand. So I feel like I could benefit a lot by going back and playing the older games. I think they didn't set some things up in this game that I would be lost about if I hadn't played the first one. Like the whole relationship between Templars and mages. Mm. You're just kind of like, when you start this game, it's like, oh, we don't like each other. And you don't yeah. know why. But if you play the earlier games, you get the backstory and you know why, the what they're doing. and uh, Which it yeah. starts actually with the Templars and mages meeting, right? I mean, that's not spoiling anything. That's like the first second of the game right. is there's a meeting between the Templars and the mages that uh, they're trying to hash out a, fi- a piece and something goes catastrophically wrong. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I like Bioware is one of those few developers that specifically goes out of their way to say, you can bang whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. I appreciate that. I appreciated it with Garrus, and I appreciate I haven't, like, decided on anyone yet. <laughs> but, you know, I You're like still that... still the field a little, putting your options I like around. that I have the options. And I'm, tr- like, I don't want to, you know, progress anything, like, too far, because I, I <laughs> did with Garrus once, and I actually friend-zoned him, so I want to be very careful <laughs> this, this time around. Um, you know, but I, I like having that like the, the the range that they have like it feels mm-hmm. it you know it feels like cool and meaningful mm-hmm. and i'm like you know we can bang and we can fight together it's, <laughs> it's the ultimate <laughs> um, bang 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 fight 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 <laughs> next up fight, fight, fight. Kiss, next kiss, up kiss. on the list is uh is destiny destiny i put it on here because bernie talked about it so much on monday 
Uh, it's and it's it's a huge game. It's a big game. I, I don't know that it it would make the final cut. Um, I would say that there are a couple things to consider with Destiny. Um, one that it is it may be one of the first really truly successful models for an MMO on console. Even though it does not bill itself as an MMO, let's be honest, it kind of is. And there aren't a lot on console that that have pulled off that formula. Whereas Destiny really has. It mm-hmm. falls down in a lot of areas, like you know the, mm-hmm. the story lack thereof um also i stopped playing this i stopped playing it a while ago um but watching um bernie and teddy in particular play it so much it's like you grind you go through Mm -hmm. this thing so you maybe get a weapon and you have to grind some more to level it up and then you have to like go and grind and get this other stuff so you can break it down so you can level it up and it's like it's a grind to grind to grind to grind but it's also incredibly successful at doing that Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean it's got a lot of things going for it it's it is actually a very good first person shooter it feels good the shooting's fun the gameplay the actual moment to moment gameplay is good the the bounty system is fun in the sense that it keeps you hooked into it's it's a game that is very good at addicting you to returning and playing just a little bit more mm-hmm. you know oh i'll just With come back and do the daily and it's weekly and then it's do the bounties. yeah and the nightfall and that kind of stuff and it uh it does really fall down in the sense that it was really built i think strongly as a storytelling game and people keep Every time I bring this up, people will say, oh, no, no, it does have story. You just have to go look at the Grimoire cards. I don't want to read some Grimoire cards. That doesn't count to me. And look, if they'd even done the small detail of just putting a terminal in the game where I could access that, if I have to get off the game, go get in a web browser and access it, then you're taking me out of my immersion in this game. Now I'm just on the web surfing. I'm not playing this game anymore. And then invariably you end up on RedTube and you're jacking off. (laughs) It's just the natural flow. It's the way that it works. And you're looking for new wives and trying to make new kids. I'm trying to read a story and I end up with a sticky keyboard. It's no good. Um, yeah, I will say that, like, that, like, that... <laughs> <laughs> Just get some deionized water. <laughs> um, the, the Grimoire card, I think, is a symptom of, like, people trying to do that multi-screen experience, mm-hmm. and that's one of the real downsides is, like, I, you know, you don't want your story, your story's not in your game, your story's on mm-hmm. the website, and I think that's, I don't want to see that anymore, so... Mm-hmm. You listening? Game developers, don't do that. <laughs> All right. Like, uh, like you can have that accessible somewhere, but make it accessible in the game too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Next thing on the list was GTA Five. I well, think we already. Yeah, let's skip GTA Five and Master Chief because yeah. uh, Sunset Overdrive, solid Love entry, it. great so work, great new IP out of the box. It, it worked. D- it did work out of the box. I feel <laughs> like it, it's weird. I almost feel like it didn't get enough credit for working. That's true. Like, it, like it, because it came before everything broke. That's true. Uh-huh. That is absolutely true. When came we out still right expected before. things to work. It yeah. was like the last. Big title that worked. Yeah, Shadow of Mordor worked, and Sunset Overdrive worked, and then everything broke, and mm-hmm. those two games were like, oh, well, yeah, of course they worked. Yeah. They were before the dark times. Uh, it had a pretty fun single-player campaign, didn't take itself very seriously, uh, kind of very irreverent. The multiplayer was a nice little add-on, but not like a yeah. something you would do standalone. The challenges I found incredibly addicting, like you'd get mm-hmm. the traversal challenges or whatever. I would go back to those every... I'd play them like 10 times in a row, just I'm like, oh. Just to get the goal. I want a yeah. perfect, get, you know, or like it would have the leaderboard of like here are the three people above you, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm the <laughs> you know, I thought that it 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 was great at mm-hmm. promoting like that sort of replayability, yeah, over and over and over again, just very casually, just like if there's one weakness it had, I would think it was. It was almost too self-aware sometimes. Well, I so? liked a lot of the self-awareness, and I liked the fact that it didn't take itself seriously because you could do things like 
there was an uh, NPC you could visit just about everywhere, so you could ch- totally change the way your character looked oh, at yeah. any moment. Yeah. Swap. Male, female, everything. everything. So every time I would see that NPC, I would be like, I'm going to totally change my character again. <laughs> so it's like I have no one character that I played in that game. It's because mm-hmm. every time I would see an- that NPC, it's like, all right, we're changing everything again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was a lot of fun. I liked that it was like, we're a game, and we're going to be a yeah, game. And even dying was made better because oh when God. you would come back, it was like, oh, what animation yeah, am I going to get? Yeah, I was like, which one do I get? Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to get, get drive on by, by the van and the aliens are going to dump me out or am I going to come out like a zombie mm-hmm. or a vampire? I'm going to come out of the coffin like a vampire. Like, all that was... It was a lot of fun. I think it should really get a a good mention in the fact that it's multiplayer connection in the sense that you would walk up to a terminal and say, I want to play a multiplayer game. And it would say, okay, I'll let you know what's ready. And you could just go about your business. Right. You didn't have to stop what you were doing and wait in a queue. Yeah, Yeah, it would all happen in the background. That was a really – and the multiplayer being just kind of a – it felt more like an extension a little bit of the single player. Like it helped you level up weapons and things like that. And it was a fun experience, not something you would – Go back to a bunch, yeah. but yeah. I also, also liked how I also liked how they were distributing their like video blogs from the developer like in the game. The game. In the yeah, game. you just it go up and crazy. watch the screens. Like that's okay, the cool. complete opposite there of Destiny, where it's like even stuff that is not really game centered. Uh, well, I mean, it is, but not. Well, not about not the lore story. of the game. Yeah. Well, they like, were, again, this goes back to they didn't take themselves seriously, and yeah. so they were able to do this. They, they, the game was fine with breaking that fourth wall regularly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the player would punch the fourth wall. Like, mm-hmm. To start time. the game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, again, and the collectibles, there were, what, 750 of the collectibles? Not including the um, DLC, which came out, which is also awesome, the Moil Rig. Uh, great. Like, they were easy to collect, you know, but if you wanted the maps... Could totally get the maps. Mm-hmm. They were a lot of fun. I'd be going on and be like, "Ooh, toilet paper!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so fantastic. Uh, next, I have on the list is Last of Us Remastered, which yeah. we said we're going to scratch anyway. Um, then Infamous Second Son, uh, PS4 exclusive. I think I might the first yep. big. Um, I would say the first big exclusive for PS4. Yeah, it was it was a fun game, really fun. I uh, had not played any of the previous Infamous games, so mm-hmm. this was like totally brand new for me. Uh, and I had a blast playing that game. It was really beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was it was the, the, it was the, a great like love letter to the new generation of graphics. The complaint I had about it, and and this this really is, shouldn't be a complaint, is that the game's set in Seattle, and it looks like Seattle, but it's not Seattle. Like when I'm driving around GTA Five, you and know that you're it's in LA. Los Santos. You're like, yeah. okay, I feel like I've been to this place in LA, but when you're running around Seattle in Second City, you're like, no. No, not quite. Not quite. Like, yeah, it, it, it kind of has the look, but I don't know what the real world equivalent of this place is. Yeah, I get that. You can't be like, all right, if I just take a left up ahead, I can get down to right. Fisherman's Wharf. Right. So, I mean, it, and that really shouldn't be a knock against them. No. No, no well, but it's one of those things where, like, if you're going to call it a city, these days people kind of do expect it to be like that city. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it can be considered. I mean, again, we're in, we're in nitpick central and, 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 right and, now. And it's, but and it's also not like the map was tiny. The map was still huge. huge. Yeah, so uh, it's not like they did it to to cheat and try to like yeah, squander yeah. and make it a small area. They just didn't go as far down as like L.A. Noir. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the uh, you know they they very much played up the like will you be a force for good or will you be a force for chaos? Mm-hmm. And I felt like that from a story perspective and gameplay, it was a little bit heavy-handed it's like either you're an amazing person or you're a terrible yeah. asshole there, there wasn't a lot of space in between um so i feel like the that promise wasn't fully delivered because it felt less like here's a gradient and i can be these things sometimes and these things sometimes right. and they'll add up to a you know to a to a final there was no gray somewhere I think we were and thinking of more, mass effect 
Yes. Which allowed you to write that line a lot more. And then the second Sunday was very clear cut one of that. It's like, oh, well, I want to be good, but I want that bad power. So you could right. uh, help the old lady across the street or murder puppies. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, and it is true that I was probably measuring it against a game like Mass Effect where those decisions and those things can have, you know, mm-hmm. wild influences over, like, who dies. Mm-hmm. Well, or, like, whether, like whether power set even was. Influenced by what decisions you made. So. Yeah. All right. We're we're going along here, so we gotta we gotta start moving along. Okay. Um. So that's everything I had on my list, and we gotta add, get to yours. Uh. First on your list, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Yes. Definitely has to be up there for me for one of the one of the games I've enjoyed most this year. Worked. No problems <laughs> at all. Um. And I don't know. Just it's just really really fun. I mean, I I it was a system seller for me. I bought a Wii U specifically to play this game. And you and, weren't let down. I, it was not let down. I did not regret it. It was fucking awesome. And, you know, it's also, um, I think, important to note that it's one of the... I mean, I know that they've had, like, Super Paper Mario before, but that it's one of those areas where Nintendo was really trying to explore and build on, like, new gameplay experiences, specifically for the, you know, that wouldn't be possible without the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really great that they tried that. They ended up with a great, polished really beautiful looking fun to play game mm-hmm. i think it was you know it was a success and everything i don't have anything bad to say about that game actually yeah. kudos good job nintendo all right there's, uh, there's lore about why mushrooms can't hop <laughs> their backpacks are too heavy i, I thought it was because they grew out of the ground no no not, not when they're ambulatory <laughs> ryan don't be silly yeah well i'm uh, ridiculous and then the other game you had on there was uh, civilization beyond earth yes so um i felt like it deserved to mention i actually wouldn't necessarily give the award to Civ, but I thought that it was a great game. Um, you know, it definitely updated the civilization formula. It was very, like, polished, came out great. I liked the the new stuff they tried, like the tech web. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. The The way they changed up sort of your, your victory conditions and your starting conditions by setting your, your philosophy about the advancement of the human race... I probably nerd out about this game a little bit more as far as like interpreting where technology now would translate into those technologies in the future and also the the philosophies for the development of the human race into space travel for other planets, you know, especially in light of like going to Mars and like <laughs> finding like new planets that could possibly be Earth-like. That's all very exciting to me. So I like the idea of the sort of near future but like translating current technology into Future, future technology yeah. it's kind like of in the talk. same way that like alien like mm-hmm. the alien it's like they would be like oh you pick up a you know a payphone in the super future and we're like that's not the thing yeah or how 80s um like 80s sci-fi was obsessed with how people would get their newspaper even though like yeah <laughs> you know yeah that's the- not a thing anymore either like you know so it's like even if it's inaccurate i like seeing those interpretations of where technology could go yeah that's probably why i like it honestly even more than it being a civ game even though it's a great civ game too Fair enough. Sorry, All right. I have to say so that. we'll <clears throat> uh, move on to downloadable games now. Okay. Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I'll just go throw it in. It was good. Play it. <laughs> so we'll talk about it. Essentially, it's really interesting in that it did add the mechanic of, a, of kind of a, a mystery that you have to assemble uh, piecemeal. Mm-hmm. Like you would find different stages of something that happened and kind of have to put it together. Uh, it's also gorgeous. I mean, uh, especially running it at high resolution, it is just it's hard to explain how pretty that game is if you like that sort of realistic look. Sure. Um, 
But uh, yeah, maybe that that you, maybe you guys should do that as homework. It's okay, problem. I, I, will absolutely, I will absolutely play video games as homework. And, uh, and I would also homework. say the Transistor, which is another one on the list, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. is all is another one of those games that I would just be like, wow, this game is pretty. Transistor mm-hmm. was great. The music, the soundtrack, everything about it, you know, very yeah. atmospheric. Even the, the mechanics, the way you played the game, the way you engaged in combat was mm-hmm. it was very super. Was giant. great. Yeah, I fucking loved. Transistor, one of my favorites. So good. If you get a chance, I highly recommend playing it on By the, the way, PS4. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I could use a lot of help, <laughs> but uh, it's so good. Because if you, I recommend playing on the PS4. Because if you do, you can enable the speaker on the controller, <sighs> and whenever the sword talks or it comes out of the <laughs> the, oh, the, the controller speaker, it's an oh, option that's, that's not on by default. Huh. Which is weird. You have to go in and enable it, probably to save power, so it doesn't mm-hmm. drain your battery. That's beautiful. But it's 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 a great atmospheric effect. Really like it. There are very few games that I like enough to get tchotchkes for them. Absolutely got one of those I transistor USB keys. I got two just in case. I didn't believe. I, I couldn't believe they did, weren't selling them when the game came out. Like yeah. it was a couple of months. We talked later. about this on on uh, on a patch. I mm-hmm. think right after it came out about how the sword looked like it should really be a USB key, and then they came mm-hmm. out with them. And my only complaint was that the uh, the hilt was rubbery so yeah, we can fight. yeah. <laughs> also it was only like four gigs or something right it was pretty small yeah it's pretty tiny yeah. um of course we already mentioned it pt yeah definitely got to have it on there mm-hmm. um phenomenal mm-hmm. i i hope more games do announcements this way where you, mm-hmm. you get a, a game. game to then learn about another game yeah awesome fantastic job uh one of my i have not showed up about this game all year hearthstone you know, know I love Hearthstone. <laughs> it's a fucking great game. I've heard once or twice, um, yes. And, you know, what, wait, what is Hearthstone? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. <laughs> um, and it's a free game. If you don't want to spend money on it, you don't have to. But, of course, most people do. Um, Did you call them sheeple? I said people. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm one of them. So they're not okay. sheeple. We're, we're a proud they're Hearthstone the chosen people. playing race. Um, the Wolf Among Us. You know, Telltale still just started that, knocking it out with uh, yeah. with these games. Made through. Uh, I bought the collection, so I've been playing my way through them. Yeah. Uh, Have you done? How far are you? I did Borderlands first, okay. then I did Game of Thrones, which, which is a mistake. We, we should we should clarify those are not eligible because, like we said earlier, right? Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not complete. Not done. Okay. Yeah, uh, someone even asked on Twitter. They're not finished, so we're not including them. Wolf Among Us finished this year, so mm-hmm. uh, or last year. I had, I did I did Borderlands, which I really liked. Game of Thrones, I didn't like so much because it's like twenty five percent loaded pause and pricks rule the world. But if right. you like Game of Thrones, well, that's so what, it's so wait, what it. you're it's saying Game is it's, it's Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. It really nails it. Uh, and then now I've started Wolf Among Us, and I really like it. I'm in. I'm still in episode one. Okay. I'm almost to the end of episode one. I'm a sucker for all of that fairy tale twisted into real life stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watch Once Upon a Time. I watch Grimm. Well, this, this <laughs> anything that's like fairy tales, but like in real life. I'm not a comic book fan, so I yeah. didn't realize that this was a comic book when I first started playing it. And when I learned that, I was like, oh, well, of course, I'm going to go I'm yeah. gonna go to the comic store. I'm gonna... How are those? I haven't read them yet. I haven't started. I okay. bought it. I haven't, I haven't started it yet, but and I'm going to start getting into that. Did they announce it, or did they just end the comics? They either announced oh, they were ending the comic, or they mm. did end the comic. One of the two last year. I'm not sure. Is it another Kirkman comic? No. No, okay. I don't believe so, anyway. Um, then, of course, that leads to Walking Dead Season yep. 2, which is another solid game i felt like season one was probably stronger than season two um uh, season two got a little crazy you know i don't want to i'm not gonna spoil the game mm-hmm. for anyone but i felt like the where you get in that game is just like it doesn't make sense to me character wise mm-hmm. but it okay. was still it was still fun and um it was still a great ride and I, i'm really looking forward to season three question mark yeah Toto's very good at what they do which is mostly making you depressed yeah 
Um, so I think that's why I like Borderlands. Didn't make me depressed. Borderlands was it was like the exception. Borderlands is yeah. a great game. Let's see what they do. Wolf with Among the Us Minecraft hasn't made me defor- depressed yet. Like it's it's definitely got serious subject matter, yeah. but like I'm still okay with it. Um, Transistor we talked about mm-hmm. threes, which was uh, an iOS game, which eventually got ported to Xbox One. And um, you know, some people may know it as 2048. Right, 2048 was or the like free the, the no version. the. Yeah, the mechanic yeah. is 2048. Threes was a great game. Uh, even on the iOS, Birdie talked about it, you know. It's got a lot of weird little things that make it charming. The like audio on the, on the surface, Yeah, on the surface, it's just, you know, a number-matching puzzle game. But then you get the fact that each of the different cards has its own personality yeah. and its own voice. Um, so just listening to Bernie play it, they'd be the one that's like, okay. Or, <laughs> yeah. and just like, and I'd just be like, what are, you, what are you doing? And then every now and again, someone would just come up there to go, hey. And I would always be like, oh, I like, that's my favorite card. <laughs> Even not playing it. It was just these really cute, charming little yeah. personality touches. Great game. Um, on a slightly different kind of game, we also had uh, Warlords of Draenor come out, the most recent expansion of World of Warcraft, which actually made me reinstall the game and reactivate my it made, World of Warcraft you did account. It. it made a lot of yeah. people reinstall the game and reactivate it. I think people are, are, are genuinely excited. I mean, it re-energized a large fan base to, you know, take action and get back into the game. Yeah. I haven't played. I'm not. I'm, I'm staying relatively clean. All right. I play a little bit. I'm not. <laughs> You're just dipping your toes in the water. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not back into intervention land. Only, yeah. I only do a hit once a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that made me think of, oh, yeah, Burial at Sea Part 2, which mm-hmm. I guess we should care, consider as a whole as yeah, Burial I'd at Sea. Yeah, I'd say Burial at Sea would be sort of, it was a, it was a two-part single story, though. Mm-hmm. It's like we would consider it episodic like we do yeah. Wolf Among Us and uh, Walking Dead. Um, which I thought was great. But, you know, but I also, also thought it was great mostly because I was like... Sure. <laughs> um, then, do, do we distri- decide? Are we we're striking Minecraft on the Xbox One and PS4? If, right? Yeah, I would it say falls in that same it's because just a port. It's it's a port, and it's like they added larger worlds, but the mechanics are still the same, really. So I would consider it the same as a remaster. Cool, or at least yeah. in that family. Well, we did it. That's everything on my list. Is there oh, anything goodness. else you got there? Uh, I felt like I said I threw something else in there, but I forgot. Oh yeah, I mean the trials. Trials is really oh, yeah, trials it's another games. trials game, as is Geometry Wars. They're I mean, uh, Geometry both Wars enjoyable. did do something though by like mixing mm-hmm. up the dimensions. They did. Now, now you sometimes will roam around solids, you know, cylinders. Uh, I didn't play the last two Geometry Wars. I played this one a bit, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much of that is new development and how much is old. But gotcha. Well, what I'd recommend for everyone who's uh, watching or listening is to visit uh, the comments for this episode on RoosterTeeth.com and let us know any games that we may have forgot. Let us know what you think about the games we've discussed. Uh, and then next week we'll come back and uh, we'll really we'll get into an argument. We'll eliminate a bunch of stuff we'll and then we'll fight. really drill down and figure out what our best games of the year for we'll 2014 punch. We're going to probably need to like have a weapons check. <laughs> this is going to be a pat down yeah. before you get on stage. <laughs> patch down. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching. Boo. We'll be back Boo. next week with another episode of The Patch. Bye.